from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com, a backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hope you're all doing well this morning and enjoying your Thursday. Happy first day of fall, people. September 21st. Today is the first day of fall. Can't believe I'm saying that. Weather's still nice, so don't get mad at me because we've had some beautiful weather. It's been kind of rainy, though, and a little bit eh, today. I mean, it's, it's almost like... It's almost like Syracuse woke up and realized it was fall. You look out. I mean, it's nice weather. You look outside. It's it's okay. You know, a little bit of little. Bit of, this is the thing about fall. Okay, if we had a fall, first of all, it bothers the heck out of my allergies. But if we had a fall that put us in a position where it was like 65, 70 degrees and sunny, I would be good. Honestly. I would be good. It's the it's the 50s days and the 40s days and the days where you're like, oh my gosh, is it just going to friggin' snow today? So, you know, those those are the days that I could do without. But I love the fall because I love football. I love the football season and gets me pumped, gets me ready, gets me excited. I love it. So, you know, and the thing is, I'm alive. So that is another big part of why I'm happy. So, you know, if you're alive, then be happy. Enjoy your life welcoming you know be all those good things be all the any of that bad stuff why for what reason you know what i mean you don't want to you don't want to ruin your life and you don't want to ruin other people's lives you got to be a happy person i don't understand people that aren't happy so i don't i don't understand that language and i'm not down with that language so if you're speaking it to me i ain't listening but I'm praying for you. So God bless, and I hope you're all doing well. I am ecstatic about today's show. We have so much going on. It's going to be so much fun, and I'm very, 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 very excited about this. So thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast and being a part of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. DT and a great morning to you. In today's morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. Folks, we are about to we're we're embarking on a jam-packed show today and I cannot be happier with some of the stuff that we have coming up. Uh, we're going to do a new segment. It's something that I talked to my uncle Joe about and he is very well-versed when it comes to college football, well-versed when it comes to sports in general, and we are going to unveil a new segment every Thursday called Papa Joe's Picks. 
So Papa Joe is coming on to the show. Papa Joe's Picks. Very, very, very excited about this segment that we're going to have coming up. So Papa Joe's Picks is going to be happening on today's broadcast for the first time ever. We're ushering it in. And essentially, Papa Joe and I are going to go through some college football games, give some thoughts, and give some selections on who we think is going to win these games. So I'm very, very excited about Papa Joe's Picks, an all-new segment proudly brought to you exclusively on WakeUpCallDT.com and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT because that's what we do here. We are we are new, we are original, innovative. We like to do exciting things here. And I am more than proud, more than happy to involve people that I respect and appreciate and just know that they know what they're talking about. So I'm very excited about having Papa Joe on the show for Papa Joe's Picks. Very, very, very excited about this. Uh, Like I said, I brought the idea up to him and he just loved it. He said, you know, he was like, I could do that. That's a good idea. And then we just kind of went from there and I called him up and I said, Papa Joe, let's make it happen. So I'm very, very excited to say that Papa Joe's Picks is going to be coming to you here on Thursdays for college football. And I couldn't be more proud to involve a member of my family who is an amazing sports mind and, and somebody who is is very easy to love and, and appreciate. So big shout out to Papa Joe and very happy to have you here on the show in just a little bit. So that's going to be coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern time this morning. But before we go there, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff on the show. You will hear from all 12 of the American Athletic Conference coaches, every single one of them, no matter where they are, if it's Temple, if it's you know, if it's Temple in Pennsylvania, or it's Houston in Texas, or it's Tulsa in Oklahoma, or it's USF and UCF in Florida, you're going to hear from teams all over this great nation that make up the American Athletic Conference, and I am more than happy to have covered this conference from the day zero of its institution before it even had a logo, and it is an honor and a privilege to have these gentlemen on the show once again. So a big thanks to each and every one of these coaches that are going to be joining me in the first hour from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I will be joined by these coaches, and we will be starting off things with Luke Fickle of Cincinnati, but you're going to hear from today, you'll hear from UCF head football coach Scott Frost, USF head football coach Charlie Strong, Houston head football coach Major Applewhite, East Carolina head football coach Scotty Montgomery, Memphis head football coach Mike Norvell, of course I said Cincy head coach, head football coach uh, Luke Fickle, SMU head football coach Chad Morris, UConn head football coach Randy Etzel, Tulane head football coach Willie Fritz, Temple head football coach Jeff Collins, Tulsa head football coach Philip Montgomery, and Navy head football coach Ken Niamatololo, all between 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Eastern Time in the Morning Menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. You will be hearing for the first time ever as we unveil it on the show exclusively on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, Papa Joe's Picks, where my Papa Joe will be coming on to the show to give his college football picks for this week. And we will get into, after that, around 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll jump into Thursday Night Football and get you set for Thursday Night Football with the Rams at the 49ers and give you my advice on who I would play 
and just what I think about you know the teams going into the matchup. So we're going to discuss that going into this Thursday night matchup. As you know, every single Friday is Fantasy Football Friday, where we give you advice on every single game for Sunday and Monday, but I can't miss Thursday for you. i got to give you advice on Thursday, so we have to do every single game, which is why we do Fantasy Football Friday, but on Thursdays, I give you that Thursday night football, give you the advice in the morning so that you could take it with you into the game tonight, so we'll be discussing that around 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time in the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner. And we will go after that and wrap things up as we always do on a Thursday with a deeper look at a trending topic brought to you by Looking Glass Events in the segment Through the Looking Glass. So, with all that being said, that's where we're rolling today, and I'm very excited to be doing that with you. In the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny USA. So, I hope you're doing well this morning. I hope that your week has been going well. And I want to give my love and my positivity, my prayers, my hopes to the people of Puerto Rico, to everybody in the Caribbean, and everyone everywhere that can be affected or has been affected by the storm. I pray to God that no one has been affected in a negative way. And inevitably, if somebody has been well and... I just, I really hope that everything will be okay. I mean, I just, I, I really am. I'm sick and tired of these storms and, you know, the tornado. I mean, you look at tornadoes that happen and hurricanes and, and obviously recently, not just that, but there has been an earthquake. You know, we need to be smarter with how we treat this planet and we need to be better with how we treat this planet. Some things are natural you know, and some things are natural, but could be affected by what we're doing. So please, please, please be safe. And, you know, just do the right thing. You know, it's so frustrating to me to be like, you know, pick up your garbage. Don't just be smart. Don't be stupid. You know, be good to this planet because, you know, we're here. You know, this is our home. I don't take a dump on my couch. So, I mean, it's like that. Don't take a dump on the universe. You know what I mean? Be good to what you got, or else one day you might not have it. And if you don't appreciate the earth that you live on, then go somewhere else. I mean, this is this is where I live, and I want this place to be healthy, and I want it to be safe for all. So let's be smarter on how we treat the environment, please, and let's be good to one another, and just pray for everybody. I, I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm always coming on this show saying, let's pray for this storm and let's pray for this person and let's pray for this group of people and let's pray because this is happening and you know and it's great to say let's pray for this but I would I would love to say hey thank you so much for praying and it worked and and you guys did this and you did that I mean it's it's not one of us that can make the change we all have to make the change so if you're with me on this then be with me on this and then let's go make that change for the better please for the benefit of every single one of us. So God bless to each and every single one of you. Thank you for tuning into the show this morning, and let's get these things rolling. We're going to start off our conversations, or my conversation, I should say, with the American Athletic Conference, and we're going to start with Tulane head football coach, and that is of the Green Wave, Willie Fritz. Tulane head football coach Willie Fritz, somebody who has come to the team recently, 
and everywhere he's gone, he's found a way to win. So people are hoping, obviously, in in the Tulane area that this will happen there as well. And Willie Fritz had an opportunity recently here to get out onto the field and test himself against a team that is very strong in the country. And when Tulane had an opportunity this past weekend, and when they played in their first ever game, or pardon me, not their first ever game, when they played in their game this week of the college football season, and it's it's weird because USF got started so early, but technically this past week was week three. Tulane went up against the number two ranked team in the country, Oklahoma, and they hung with Oklahoma in the first quarter, 14 to 14. So we start there with Willie Fritz and me asking the question, you know, Willie, I know you lost the game, but can you take any positives away from sticking with a team like in Oklahoma, who's ranked two in the country for as long as you did? And this is what Willie Fritz had to say about that. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's certainly better than not not playing well at all in the game. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we want to, you know, be able to put four quarters together. We we, we haven't done that uh, yet this season, uh, you know, outside of our initial ball game against Grambling. Uh, you know, they're, they're a good, great team. They're, there's no doubt about it. It's a very, very talented team. And when you play a, a team like in Oklahoma and, or in Alabama or teams like that, you know, you, you got to be on point every single play with every single guy. And we, we we gave up some easy touchdowns defensively, which we haven't done really this year. And, uh, you know, against a team like that, you get behind, it's it's hard to catch up. And then as, as far as, you know, some other positives to build off of uh, speaking earlier on with Kenny Amatsololo about what you've done and, and how you've prepared your team and, and, and since coming to Tulane, he had made mention that, you know, he sees similarities between his team and your team. He looks at that tough, hard-nosed aspect of it. Just what you can say in response to that, that, you know, Kenny Amatololo in that very close game with Navy saw the toughness of your team, saw the hard-nosed ability of your team and the fight in your team in that game. Well, we got we got a long way to go to, to you know, be a, be a program thought of like uh, Navy. You know, we're, we're, we're still still working in that direction. Uh you know, we're implementing a new, you know, format and how we do things here, offense, defense, kicking game. And, and uh, then we got to do a great job recruiting and, and getting some, some guys here. Got some great young men that are fighting and scratching and clawing every single ball game. And, you know, we just want to get that that good result, uh, you know, there at the end. And it'll make us feel a whole lot better about the progress the program's making. That coming from the head coach of the Tulane Green Wave, Willie Fredson, and he just said, hey, listen, you know, yeah, there's there's some positives this, and, you know, you're happy that you, you didn't play four quarters poorly, but, you know, the other three quarters after tying Oklahoma 14-14 to were not played the way that Willie wants them to play. And like he said, we have a long way to go to, to be like a Navy. You know, Ken Niamatsololo had some kind words to say about Tulane, but at the end of the day, Willie wants more, and, you know, that's a good coach because a good coach should want more than what he's getting so far at Tulane. The team is 1-2 and two on the season. They lost to Navy 23-21, lost at number 2 Oklahoma 56-14, and they were at Navy when they lost that game. They won their home game against Grambling, and they have a home game against Army 
on September 23rd, which is this Saturday at noon Eastern time on CBS Sports Network. Going into our next team here to speak on is Cincinnati and the head coach of Cincinnati, which is Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle in his first season with the Cincinnati Bearcats after being with Ohio State's defense and obviously being on a team that has been so successful that he has risen to a very, very high defensive ability moving forward. So even though he's not at Ohio State, his fingerprints are on that team. And coming over to Cincinnati, Austin P. they got a win over them in week one of this young college football season, 26-14. They lost at number 8 Michigan, 36-14. And they went to Miami of Ohio and won 21-17 on the road at Miami of Ohio. I start my conversation off this week from the teleconference of the American Athletic Conference. And I want to thank the conference, the staff, and everybody and the coaches for allowing me the opportunity to speak with them each week. And I asked, first and foremost, Luke Fickle about quarterback Hayden Moore. Just how far he's come, what he's seen from Hayden Moore a few games into this season. And this is what he had to say about his quarterback. Well, it's still the process. And I've seen <laughs> we had some situations and and late in, or not late in the game, but you know, down in the goal line, the red zone are the things that you know that we we can't have happen. And sometimes that's just a little bit of on the aggressive side. We've we've kind of tabled that and to say, hey, we're going to ask you to do the things we're going to do, and you know, be a little bit more of a management guy of the game. And and when you when that's the philosophy that you have, that you know, when you get down the red zone, especially, you you can't make poor decisions. Um, so that's the only thing that we're going to continue to harp upon for him. Other than that, again, he's he's done the things that, that we've asked him to do in management. Um, you know, he's taken. We we got a little bit later in the game, and you saw at least a little bit more of him taking some shots and some things down the field, which we have to be able to do a little bit more. Um, and I think in the first couple of games, we didn't take any shots down the field uh, until until Saturday night, where you know a little bit later we we started at least say, hey, we got to get the ball down the field a little bit, which. You know, I think can open up some people and open up a quarterback as well. So it's still a process. I think he's understanding what we mean. Uh, his ability to pull the ball down and run a little bit too, I think, is where we're growing to. Um, but I think the other thing with that is, is you know, just the management the understanding of you know what exactly do you expect? Hey, you know, the field goals aren't bad. Not that that's what we want, but if they don't give us what we're looking for, we we can't try to force things, especially down the goal line. Thanks, coach. I appreciate it. Sure. So that coming once again from Luke Fickle, the Cincinnati Bearcats head football coach, speaking on Hayden Moore, his quarterback, and in the first couple games not taking any shots down the field. He wanted to see more of that and looking for Hayden to do that, as well as Hayden being a dual-threat quarterback. He spoke on a little bit there. Cincinnati will be at Navy this weekend on Saturday, September 23rd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the CBS Sports Network. If you're just listening in to the broadcast, they Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. We are here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on the live stream, mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. If you haven't joined, make sure you do so now so you don't miss an opportunity to hear a live show 
Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You'll be emailed when the show goes live, and all you have to do is click listen in your email, and it'll bring you straight to the live stream. And only members can chat with me in the live chat room and send questions to the people that we're talking to and so on and so forth to bring up discussions. So make sure that you jump in to mixlr.com backslash DT and get the full effect by becoming a member for free. Coming up next here is Randy Etzel. Randy Etzel, the UConn head coach, speaking first and foremost with me about outside of the loss to Virginia most recently and players, eight players carried the ball against Virginia for UConn. Eight players carried the ball. 41 carries total for 205 yards. Just what he's seen from the backfield early in the season as they try to create opportunities for the team. This is what Randy Etzel had to say about his backfield. Well, you know, again, I I think one of the biggest things that we're still trying to do, we're still trying to, I'm still trying to figure out the personnel that we have on this team and what they can and cannot do. Um, you know, and again, I think what happens is, is anytime you go and you uh, play an opponent, you know, there's certain things that those opponents will do defensively that um, uh, you might have certain guys that have to carry the ball uh, in the game so you can be productive uh, with what you want to do offensively and moving the ball. So that was just something that we kind of um, went into the game plan with in terms of knowing that the quarterback might have to run the ball a little bit more based on what they were doing defensively. But, you know, um, again, trying to figure out our personnel. I think, you know, Kevin Mensah, you know, will get a few more reps moving forward. And, you know, he was a true freshman that uh, got hurt uh, a little bit during um, uh, preseason camp. And, you know, he's shown the ability. He probably has the most speed and the, the biggest burst that we have on our football team. So, again, it's just a matter of trying to get your personnel figured out and then also, you know, seeing what um, other defenses do. But I think, you know, as we move forward here now, we'll probably get into a little bit more of a uh, pattern of, you know, playing certain guys because I think we have a little bit better idea and we'll continue to get a better idea of of what guys can contribute in certain uh, down and distance situations. And then, you know, also in terms of uh, how many carries per game will will dictate, you know, what, um, you know, defenses do against us. And then as far as going off what you said, still trying to figure out the personnel and what they can and cannot do, David and Bryant, both at quarterback, both getting opportunities early on in the season. Just what you've taken away from that situation and, you know, if you feel like you can lean on one more than the other or how you kind of address that moving forward. Well, again, you know, it's the same situation as a running back. You just – you know, you try to figure out things and you see things out of guys. And, you know, the one thing that the – you know, all of our guys, not just the quarterbacks, just just do your job. Play within yourself, and if you do that, you can stay on the field. I, th- I think we have two quarterbacks that can go and execute the things that we want to ex- execute. So, But, again, if there's somebody that, um, you know, is, is more ahead of the other guy, then, then he's going to play. But if that guy's not being productive and, and not doing certain things, then, you know, you're going you're gonna to look to somebody else. I mean, that's just the way I think that it's supposed to be, and that's, you know, then you're being true to your team. Yeah, coming from Randy Edsel, head coach of the UConn Huskies. Randy Edsel's team currently for the UConn Huskies, they ad-libbed a little bit for the conference to help the conference out. You heard the commissioner, Mike Oresco, discuss it live on the show here with me on Wake Up Call exclusively yesterday on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call 
D T. And the team has played two games so far on the season. They can't. The game was canceled against South Florida, so they played Holy Cross and won 27 to 20. Then they lost to Virginia on the road at the Virginia Cavaliers, 38 to 18. They'll be playing this Sunday against East Carolina at home in Connecticut on September 24th, this Sunday at noon Eastern time on ESPNU. So I want to thank Coach once again for coming on to the show and truly appreciate his time. We're going to take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. When I come back, we'll get back here on the road with these coaches, all 12 of the American Athletic Conference. Still have to talk to Memphis's head coach, Mike Norvell, following their victory over UCLA and one of the greatest quarterbacks this season in the country and Josh Rosen. We'll discuss that with the Memphis head coach, Mike Norvell. Also have Navy's Ken Niamatololo coming up. The two Florida schools and, and their response to what went on in the community and the outpouring support. With everything with Hurricane Irma, you're going to hear from South Florida's Charlie Strong and Central Florida's Scott Frost, as well as much more when we spin back around after this fast break on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. The Market Diner prides itself on bringing the local community fresh ingredients that are better than going elsewhere. Open for breakfast, served all day, lunch and dinner with daily specials. The Market Diner is located at the Regional Market on Park Street, right across from Destiny, USA. For takeout, call 315-474-5247. The Market Diner. Local. Fresh. Better. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DreisigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DreisigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, drysiglady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com.
Green's Ale House and Grill, located on 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York, is your home for all the games, all the time, Sunday through Saturday, no matter what the sport is. It's also your home of Wingmaster Jabber, who's constantly in the kitchen creating wings that have won awards and you love to eat every single day of the week. At Green's, you'll also find the Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora live on location coaches show, exclusively dedicated to the Oswego State Lakers' numerous sports programs. There's only one place to go in Oswego, and that is Green's Ale House and Grill, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. We'll see you there. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell him your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Manja, wake up call listeners. No, seriously, eat up at Manja Italian Grill. Open six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday at 2 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville, right on the Seneca River. Every Thursday is game show night from 7 to 9 p.m. hosted by Dan Tortora with live music every weekend. Join us every Sunday for brunch at 10 a.m. and don't forget to try our famous Lobster Bloody Mary. Call us at 315-638-8500 for reservations, parties, and catering or visit us at manjabeville.com. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to have you here on the broadcast, and thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Truly appreciate it every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Speaking right now in the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny USA, with all 12 coaches of the American Athletic Conference currently. I want to thank each coach for being a part of the show and being part of the show for years. I want to thank these schools for being a part of the show for four years now. And I want to thank these coaches, new and coaches that have returned for being a part of the broadcast. So truly appreciate it. And thank you to each and every single one of them. We're going to get back into things with the Temple head coach and Jeff Collins is where we will roll to next. Jeff Collins taking over the Temple Owls after a good friend, best friend of his, Matt Rule, moved on to Baylor, and he has tried and worked hard to get this team to continue to move and improve as Temple has been on the map since Matt Rule had gotten there and, and obviously did what he did over a few years. And, and Jeff Collins looking to keep that going, looking to keep things strong with this Temple Owls team that had taken a very, very long time to get to a place 
of some respect, and Jeff wants to keep that going, and obviously he is there in Philadelphia with the Temple Owls to do that. And if we look back on this season so far, this early season for Temple, the team has played in a few games this season, and they have won two out of three, and they're on a two-game winning streak. They lost at Notre Dame 49-16. Then they came and beat Villanova at home 16-13, and UMass at home 29-21. And coming off of that, just speaking with Temple head coach Jeff Collins about the grit of his team, just what he could say about them grinding out wins early in the season and finishing games. And this is what he had to say. Yeah, you know, it's, it, winning games in college football is never easy. Um, so we're, we take pride in the, the style of football that we play. Um, and every single week you go back through and you watch, you try to find hands teams and onside kicks of every single team. Some weeks you have to go three and four years back to find um, teams that are even in those situations. Uh, here at Temple, there's about 14 to 16 uh, hands teams or onside kick teams uh, plays in the in the queue just because we're in close games. We play a tough physical brand of football, and you know we're going to try to be tenacious, and then when the game's on the line, have a way to finish it. So um, I've just been really proud, really pleased with the way these kids approach football, the way they approach their daily business, and uh, they're just a great group to be around every single day to coach. And then as far as the Temple defense so far through these few, first few games, just what you can say you've seen from the defense, going along the lines of grit and, and what you see moving forward? Sure. Well, I, you know, obviously the first game, um, a lot of young players um, didn't fit the run cleanly and had a bunch of missed tackles. Um, so that's been the emphasis for two straight weeks, uh, defending the run, um, tackling really well and tackling in space. Um, so I think it's back-to-back, you know, weeks under 100 yards rushing, um, you know, which is difficult to do in college football. So we're really honing in a run game. And then whenever we do get those one-on-one matchups, uh, making sure we win those matchups um, out there. And that's going to be a stress this week. Um, you know, Southwater really spreads you out across the field horizontally um, to get you out of the run fit. Um, so we just got to make sure we're gap sound. And then when they do take their shots deep, um, you know, winning those 50-50 balls and making those, making those passes difficult for them to complete. That coming from Jeff Collins, Temple head coach, and, and getting into the South Florida game and knowing – that this team is going to run the ball and, and wanting to see his team improve against the run. Temple will take on South Florida at South Florida. South Florida is ranked 21 in the country, and they will take them on tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, and you can bet your sweet tail I'll be watching that game. Temple at USF tonight, Thursday, September 21st at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time time. want to thank Temple head coach Jeff Collins for being a part of the show once again. Moving on here to the next head coach that I spoke with inside of the American Athletic Conference this week. That is Tulsa Golden Hurricane head coach Philip Montgomery, whose team is one and two on the season. They lost at Oklahoma State, who was ranked 10th in the country at the time, 59-24. They came back and went home to face off against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns of ULL, and they defeated them 66-42, and then they went on the road at Toledo in a shootout and lost 54-51. to My conversation with Tulsa Golden Hurricane head coach Philip Montgomery from the AAC teleconference this week started off with some of the key areas to build upon despite 
being one and two, what has he seen from his team? What are some of those areas that he's seen constant improvement that he can utilize moving forward as positives? And this is what Philip Montgomery had to say. Yeah, I think our offensive line's played extremely well uh, the last couple of weeks. Our running backs have run well. Um, we've made some made some progress in the passing game and, and been able to hit a couple of throws there. Uh, but uh, our offensive line has, has kind of been the key starters to all of the those things happening. Um, seen some improvement defensively. Obviously, we've got to get better, and uh, we've got to eliminate those explosive plays to make those things happen. When you see the conference go through what it went through with obviously something you can't control like a natural disaster, just what you can say about uh, what was just brought up with you know East Carolina and UConn having to ad-lib a little bit and just what you've seen the conference do to make sure that these kids all have 12 games this season and, and how the conference has responded to come together at a time where you don't know what to expect when a natural disaster strikes. Yeah, you know, number one, our thoughts and prayers are, are with everyone, whether you're talking about the, the Houston area or you're talking about the Florida area. I mean, just uh, some the devastation that occurred down there is just extremely tough. And so, uh, like I said, our thoughts and prayers are with them and their families and, and hope everything came out safe for them. You know, I thought the conference has, has done what they had to do. I mean, uh, those conference games are, are vitally important and everybody wants a chance to play. And so to be able to kind of, move some things around and everybody be flexible with, with what they're doing from a schedule standpoint. I think it shows the camaraderie that is in our conference and, and the willingness to help and do whatever we can to, to make those things happen. That coming from Philip Montgomery of the Tulsa Golden Hurricane speaking with me on the American Athletic Coaches teleconference weekly and I want to thank him for his time and the teleconference was off last week because because of the storm because of everything that was going on and the week before that they were dealing with Harvey the week after that they're dealing with Irma so this conference has battled they have given what they could to move to move these teams forward in a positive way and I want to give a lot of credit to the American Athletic Conference and every conference around the country and to everybody who was affected to all the conferences and institutions and schools that did what they could to help each other out and to those that, you know, reached to help their conference out. You know, the American Athletic Conference helped each other. Other conferences helped each other. And then conferences helped the American. The American helped other conferences. So, you know, we just see this bigger than football where sports truly meets life, which is the tagline of my show, where sports meets life. We saw that. We've seen that with Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma. And I feel very... uh, gratified to see such a world where that's your enemy that's your adversary on the other side of you yet that's your friend and that's the person that you're going to help and you're going to grab their hand and pull them out of the rubble so that means a lot and it says a lot and the american athletic conference was a big part of that so and will continue to be a big part of that and i want to thank them for that and that has to do with the leadership that they have from each of the institutions. It has to do with their head coaches or the football programs and so on and so forth. And it has to do with Mike Oresco and his entire staff at the home office in Rhode Island for the American Athletic Conference. Tulsa will take on New Mexico at home on Saturday, September 23rd this week for week four at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Coming up next is Navy's head coach, Ken Niamatsalolo, which is one of my favorite names that I've ever said in my life and probably will ever say. 
Ken Niamatololo on the show once again. Navy has played two games this season. They have won them both. They had an early bye week, which is why they played two games. It wasn't because of the storm. It was an early bye week. So they played at FAU up against Lane Kiffin, defeated him 42-19, then played to Lane at home, 23-21 victory in a very respectable game by Tulane. Then they had week three as a bye week, and they will get back to action against Cincinnati on Saturday, September 23rd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as I mentioned earlier, on CBS Sports Network. We start the conversation off with Kenny Amatololo on early bye weeks and what he thinks of them having a bye week so early in the season, only a couple games into the season, just what he can say about Because in my mind, when you play 12 games, you want your bye week to come later. You expect bye weeks to be maybe middle of your season toward the end of your season, at least four, five, six games into the season. Well, for Navy, they had a bye week in week three, so we start there with early bye weeks and what Ken Niamatololo thinks of having an early bye week. I, I don't know. You know, I try not to get too much into it because you know, different years they come at different times, and you know, I try not to make it a too big of a deal because I want it to be an excuse, you know, for our our team or our program. I just try to use it the best that I can. If it's early, try to use it. If it's late, you know, try to use it. Obviously, sometimes it comes at a good time when it's later because you can kind of heal up a little bit. Uh, but sometimes you might be playing really well. Sometimes that week off kind of throws you off rhythm a little bit. Um, you know, I think for us, it's, you know, it comes at a good time. Uh, you know, you know, we had two wins. You know, we got a tough game coming up with Cincinnati and also some tough games coming up. So we just try to mend up a little bit, try to see where we're at, we can improve on, and, you know, just look at it from that standpoint. But I don't try to say, you know, which way is better or try to, analyze that too much whatever that weekend comes during the season we'll just try to use it to the best of our advantage and then what you took away from the close win 23 21 over Tulane just just what it says about Tulane and and their abilities just what you can say about being on the other side of them recently well I just think that coach Fritz has done a nice job you know you can see you know the grit of their program tough hard-nosed kids I see them very similar to us you know just a uh, tough, hard-nosed team, you know, runs the football. Uh, we knew it would be a tough game, you know. Kind of reminds us of playing a service academy and just, um, you know, he's done a nice job in building their program. And, you know, I'm just proud of the way our guys were able to find a find a way to uh, pull out a win at the, w, uh, at the end there. That coming from Ken Niamatololo of the Navy Midshipmen. And as I said, the Navy Midshipmen are back in action this Saturday, September 23rd, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS Sports Network against the Cincinnati Bearcats. And they will be at home for that game as Cincinnati looks to improve. Ken Niamatololo will get ready to face them. We'll take a step aside here for a fast break and come back with the rest of the coaches. We've gotten halfway through the American Athletic Conference, and we have half to go as the American Athletic Conference joins me here on Wake Up Call, courtesy of the American Athletic Coaches Teleconference. I want to thank the conference for it. I want to thank the coaches for it and the institutions for it. And I am more than happy to bring the rest of these coaches to you right after this fast break. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. 
Hey, Wake Up Call listeners, this is Tom Taylor, owner of Sammy Malone's, located at 2 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville, New York, overlooking the beautiful Seneca River. We proudly open our doors to you seven days a week, beginning at 11 a.m. daily, with free parking. Whether it's game day, after work drinks, or a meal with family and friends, we are honored that you come visit us. Call 315-635-5407 for parties and catering. I'll see you at Sammy Malone's, home of the best sandwich in Beeville. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalware. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice when buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop at Honda City. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Here in the morning menu on Thursday, September 21st, here in the morning menu on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, proudly presented by the Market Diner, 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York. In the regional market across from Destiny, USA, we are inside of all 12 coaches of the American Athletic Conference joining me here on the broadcast, courtesy of the American Athletic Conference Coaches Teleconference. I want to thank all the coaches for being a part of the teleconference, the institutions, and the conference for allowing me the opportunity to speak with each and every one of these coaches every single week. So thank you to the conference once again. I want to get back going here with UCF and UCF head coach Scott Frost in his second season with the team. Just what he could say about keeping the team's focus and keeping them thinking positive with everything going on with Hurricane Irma and having to adjust the schedule and whatnot, just what he could say about keeping the team focused, keeping the team positive, and how did they respond to him. And this is what Coach Scott Frost had to say. I think they've responded well. We had a really good Monday practice today. Um, We had quite a few days off in a row, uh, which means we're fresh. Uh, We came back last Thursday and Friday and had two really hard practices to try to knock the rust off and, and get them back into a little bit of playing condition. 
Uh, then we took the weekend off and game planned, and uh, we're trying to get back on a regular schedule here with a regular Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice. Um, I, I think we have a more mature team this year, uh, some guys that are hungrier this year, and uh, we were throwing kind of a curveball with a hurricane cancellation last year, and a game got moved, and uh, I think we'll handle it a lot better this season, and, and the guys seem to be responding well to what we're asking them to do. And what can you say as far as the, the Georgia Tech game? Because I know that Paul Johnson said that they had potentially offered to have it there instead and, and things just didn't work out. Just what you can say about trying to figure out the schedule and, and you know, trying to adjust and then ultimately deciding not to play it in, in Atlanta. Yeah, playing in Atlanta would have made it worse, and that was not a solution. Um, you know, I, I've been over this a bunch of times, but – um, we were ready to play Memphis. I don't think the decision not to play on that Friday night was made here. In fact, I think our people did a great job of having the foresight to move the game to Friday. Um, the storm didn't hit here until late in the night, Sunday night. Um, I think that game would have been fine. Uh, so we were disappointed about that. Um, as the head coach and, and the administrators here, once we told the players it was too dangerous to play on Friday night, uh, it became really hard to ask them to stay on campus and practice. Um, at that point, we made a decision to allow the kids to do whatever was best for them from a safety standpoint as the largest hurricane in Atlantic, not knowing where it was going to hit. A lot of parents wanted their kids home. A lot of kids wanted to be home with mom and little brothers and sisters. Uh, so we released the team on Friday morning. Um, about 40% or more of our team, almost half of our team, went home to be with family or some got out of Florida altogether. Um, and at that point, it was a matter of getting them all back on campus. Um, obviously, the National Guard was using our stadium, but uh, playing somewhere else wouldn't have been a, a a problem for us. It was just a matter of getting our team back in time to practice, to get ready for a Saturday game. Uh, we didn't have our entire team back until the next Thursday or Friday. Um, that would have given us one, given us one practice to try to play a game, and there's no team in America that does that. Uh, moving the game to Atlanta, and, and I said this, it, any coach knows this, moving to a game to Atlanta would have just hurt us even more because it would have taken another another day off our plate having to travel. Uh, so that wasn't even a, a feasible solution to the problem. Um, once we made the decision to release the team for their safety and let them do the best, uh, the next game was in jeopardy. That coming from... Scott Frost of Central Florida and, you know, saying because, you know, last last week, Paul Johnson had made that comment of, you know, we offered them to do it here and, you know, it just didn't work out. And there wasn't a lot more said about it. It was just kind of like, yeah, they didn't want to do it. But, you know, on Scott's side of it, he's like, listen, we couldn't do it. We sent the kids home. We would have had to travel. We would have had one day to practice. It wouldn't have been good for the kids. We're looking out for their safety. The biggest hurricane ever touched down. So, we had to pay attention to what was going on, the safety of our kids. They're with their families. We got to get them back. We got to bring the staff back. We all got to be together. Then we got to travel. So, you know, in all honesty, Scott did what he needed to do, and the institution did what it needed to do to do right by the players. And ultimately, that is the most important thing because where sports meets life, we have to focus on the importance of life, and the importance of doing the right thing. Coming up next from Florida as well, from South Florida, is head coach Charlie Str- Oh, let me give you a quick note here. 
before we we get into that, I do want to make sure that I let you know as far as UCF goes. They only have 10 games on their schedule currently right now, trying to get an 11th. They had to cancel against Memphis and against Georgia Tech, which were two home games. So not only having to cancel two games, but they were both at home. FIU 61-17 victory over Butch Davis's crew at home. And they're at Maryland this Saturday, September 23rd on Fox Sports 1 at 3 p.m. Eastern time for UCF. For USF and head coach Charlie Strong, they also had to weather the storm literally. And South Florida so far this season has played three games. They had the benefit of playing a very, very early game against San Jose State. There has been three weeks of college football. We're going into week four now. Yet, South Florida essentially had week zero when they played San Jose State so early, I believe on August 26th. They won 42-22 to at San Jose State. Then they faced Stony Brook at home, won 31-17. At Connecticut, got canceled but moved to November 4th. And then they faced Illinois at home and won 47-23. Coming off of that victory, there were three different rushers that had at least 100 yards in the backfield. That is Tice, Johnson, and and quarterback Quentin Flowers. So coming off of that game, just what Charlie Strong can say about the performance of the team and how versatile his backfield can be, including quarterback Quentin Flowers. Well, you look at all three of those runners, when you look at Q and Diaris and Tice, they all had uh, over 100 yards rushing. So they're they're uh, physical runners. Uh, the thing that Dearness can do, he can he can has enough speed out running. Whereas Tice is more of a power back. And but um, you just can't take one and just you know game plan it where you're gonna st- go stop one because all three of them are very effective and they're really good with the ball in their hands. And even you know we need to get them out in the uh, passing game. They can catch the ball. And then coach, as far as something that's affected on and off the field. Um, everything that happened with Hurricane Irma, just what you could say about the community, about South Florida as a whole, as well as this conference's response to everything that the teams had to kind of navigate through, as as well as, you know, some of the guys, you know, with their families and whatnot in South Florida. Just what you can say about the overall sense of how the team responded and what you can say about the outpouring of support. Well, the, the outpouring of support has been just unbelievable. And uh, I told our team when we've uh, had to uh, we canceled the Connecticut game, and just knowing that it was it was coming, and we just didn't we knew it was going to hit on Sunday, but at the time we knew it was going to be the early morning. But it was just more about bonding, and and then uh, playing a game uh, last week against Illinois. I just talked about us just giving back to the community, and, and there's a lot of people that lost a lot. You know, there's lives that were lost, there's possessions that were lost, and. And just uh, for a few minutes, see if we can bring a smile back. You know, our prayers and thoughts are out there to each one that because uh, it was a lot of people that suffered through it, and it's and the recovery is going to be a while. And so we can just continue to play this year and, and think about you know so much that was lost at that time. And a quick follow up: When you look at these young men, you're obviously watching them in the classroom and on the field, but. What can you say about how you've seen them grow through something like this and, and use something like this, a natural disaster, to come together and, and obviously you know become more mature as one and become more of a closer unit? Well, if you stick together and you come together, you'll be able to, to, 
to work through a natural disaster, and that's what, what you said, seeing with with our players. And I told them sometimes you you just can't control what may happen, and we you, we had no control, and that's where you just sit helpless. But but I think fear set in because not you know just not knowing what was going to happen, and anxiety sit sat in. But you, you can always come together because you see a whole community. You know, when you see the state of Florida, we're saying Florida's strong, and but you and you see a city of Tampa that's that's uh, really you know doing and opening shelters and doing everything they possibly can. You know, with the, from the first responders to everyone involved, and in, in trying to just make things happen and make things work for all those people that have suffered. <clears throat> Yeah, coming from Charlie Strong, the head coach of South Florida, and uh, taking some time to speak on everything that happened down in South Florida and, and coming together and being Florida strong. And, you know, obviously that, that is a huge, huge sign of community. It means a lot to me because Florida is a second home to me and a second home, not just for me personally, but a second home of the show, Wake Up Call with Dan Satora as well, with my coverage of NBA Summer League and coverage of Central Florida and South Florida and Miami and Florida State and so on and so forth, as well as my coverage of the Jacksonville Jaguars, nine years strong, Orlando Magic, and we go on from there. So, And, of course, Syracuse recruits in the South, so I'm down there doing that as well and connecting with uh, players from high schools all over the state of Florida. So a big shout-out to Florida being Florida strong, which is the only way I know them to be. And coming up next, oh, I do want to make a quick note here. I did tell you that... Temple and South Florida will be face it off tonight, Thursday, September 21st, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time in South Florida, and that'll be happening on ESPN. We have a few more coaches to get through, so Papa Joe's Picks is going to be a few minutes behind here, and then we're going to spend some time with Papa Joe. I want to get into Memphis's game. Mike Norvell and the Memphis Tigers have only played two games this season because their game at UCF was moved to September 30th. But when you look back on the season so far, Louisiana Monroe is the first game that Memphis had. They won at home 37-29. Then they faced UCLA at home. Number 25 ranked UCLA and Josh Rosen, their quarterback, defeated them in a shootout 48-45. We start the conversation with Memphis head coach Mike Norvell about a win versus a Pac-12 team in UCLA and one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Josh Rosen. And this is what Mike Norvell had to say about that. It was great, you know. We talked all week about the, uh, um, you know, to our team that you know one game was not going to define our season, but uh, you know one day one game could be remembered, and uh, yeah, that was a big game because it was a showcase game. Uh, we didn't hide that. We knew we were going to be playing on national TV. Uh, we knew there would be a lot of eyes watching, so we got the opportunity to show the country, uh, you know, a little bit about what Memphis football is, you know, you know all all about, and uh, you know where we're going and the players that we have. Um, you know, we're excited about it, and we're excited about going out there and being able to perform. And uh, to get a win, that was, uh, you know, obviously very exciting for us. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, it you know, it was, it, you know, we're 2-0, and uh, yeah, that's where we wanted to be. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've got a long way to go, and we've got to build off of it and, uh, you know, learn from the mistakes that we've made. And, uh, and you know, and everybody's excited about, uh, you know, being able to move forward and, and continuing to improve. When you put yourself in, in these non-conference situations for the American Athletic, obviously the conference is strong, but you want to challenge yourself outside of it. To have the challenge is one thing. To win that challenge is another thing. Just what you can say about not just Memphis, 
this year, but you know, since you came in and even before that with the team that you inherited, just the work that, that these gentlemen have put forward and, and what they've done to Memphis football to really put it on the map and what you've worked to do to continue that. Yeah, you know, I think it's a uh, it's a great opportunity anytime you play the, those those national games, and uh, uh, you know, I think when you look at our conference, uh, you know, the way that we've uh, played and the way that we've shown in those games is, has been extremely well, and um, you know, uh, in our conference is, is a, a challenging conference. The, the, the quality of the teams that we play each and every week is is phenomenal, and uh, you know, as as you look at the the non conference schedule, you know, we're, we're very aggressive in how we schedule and the and the teams that we're gonna that we're gonna play and when you have an opportunity to play a top 25 opponent and to, to get a win and to show everybody um, you know that that uh, you know the quality of the teams and the and the, and the players that are in this league it's uh, you know it definitely bodes well for everybody involved in the American Conference and, and each individual university. Thanks, coach. I appreciate it. Congrats on the win. Uh, thank you. That coming from Mike Norvell of the Memphis Tigers. We'll take a quick step aside for a fast break. Come back and wrap up the final quarter of the American Athletic Conference coaches for this week. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. The name Leeson Staggerwald is synonymous with Central New York with over 80 years of service to the community. Leeson Staggerwald downtown is your butcher, grocery, pub, and deli located on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Minutes from the Carrier Dome in your perfect pre-gaming headquarters with Rob Drummond and myself, Dan Tortora, two hours before home games. Leeson Staggerwald downtown where you can dine in, take out, pre-game up on the hill with their meats or pre-game inside their walls. Lees and Staggerwald downtown, a unique experience for every single fan and every member of the community with over eight decades of service. They're open Monday from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., Tuesday through Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday noon to 9 p.m., and closed on Sunday on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. The Pennant Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Pennant Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Pennant Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu, but we'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com. LR.com backslash wake up call DT in the morning menu proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny USA. We are inside of the conversations that I had this week, courtesy of the American Athletic Conference Coaches Teleconference, with every single one of the 12 coaches inside of the American Athletic Conference when it comes to football. We are continuing the conversation by heading to my conversation with Major Applewhite of the Houston Cougars and I don't know what it is this morning about my mouth like Cougars <laughs> so the Houston Cougars thank you mouth so they did not play their first game against Texas San Antonio because of Hurricane Harvey and most likely will not be making up that game this season they went on the road at Arizona 119 to 16 then faced Rice at home and 138 to 3 and so they played two games in the first three weeks, and in week four, they have a game coming up against Texas Tech at home on ABC at noon Eastern time this Saturday, September 23rd. I start the conversation with Major Applewhite, the head coach of the Houston Cougars, with his defense of Houston coming out and doing well in these first couple games. Just what he can say about defensive performance thus far. Yeah, we, we played great defense here, and it's, it's great to see our defense continue to play at a high level. Um, you know, obviously at Oliver. Um, but pleased with their production thus far. And then as far as, like you said, you dedicated the, uh, the game to your city, just what you can say about how Houston has responded and just what you've seen not only from the people of Houston and the people of Texas, but how the rest of the country has responded to helping and you know so many different businesses have come out and wanted to donate money and donate time individuals just what you could say about what it says about our country and, and how they've responded to everything that happened in Houston following Harvey yeah it's it's been a uh, you know a sincere outpouring of uh, you know prayers necessary items for people who are you continue to see things come in. Our head basketball coach, uh, Kelvin Sampson, and baseball coach, Todd Whitting, uh, both being spring sports, have, have really dedicated their team's efforts to collecting items from, from a university standpoint from, from a lot of different programs across the country. And um, it makes you feel, feel really good as a human being and um, that, there's a, that there's so many people, you know, reaching out to help and, and assist the city, you know, when it's, when it's been through a lot. Uh, just gives you just faith in the human spirit, and um, you know we're just really proud to come out with a win <clears throat> Saturday, just because we wanted to dedicate that game to the city, and that's why we put Houston on the back of our jerseys, just a symbol. Um, but the efforts still continue, and there's a lot of things that are done, you know, outside of the TV cameras and, and things like that that our university and athletic department continue to do to help the city that that also deserve recognition. Thank you, coach, and God bless to you. And that coming from Major Applewhite, and obviously you hear me say God bless to you and uh, to everybody in Houston. So Major Applewhite doing some great things, and like he said, everything that happened with Hurricane Harvey, you could take it as a negative, you could focus on the hurricane, you could focus on the storm, or you could focus on the love that wrapped around it. And Major Applewhite did the latter. 
And speaking on, you know, obviously seeing the outpouring of support and love that has come from all over the country, as well as in the state of Texas and in the city of Houston, he said, it gives you faith in the human spirit. And isn't that a beautiful thing to have, especially in the here and now. Coming up next is East Carolina head coach Scotty Montgomery. And let me make note here, I did tell you that Saturday, September 23rd, Texas Tech, the Houston Cougars, will be facing off this weekend for their third game of the season. East Carolina is going to be in their fourth game of the season. They are 0-3 to start the season. They played against James Madison, lost 34-14 at home. On the road at West Virginia, 56-20 lost and at home against Virginia Tech, 16th-ranked team in the country, lost 64-17. They are at UConn playing on Sunday, this coming Sunday, September 24th at noon Eastern time on ESPNU in order to help out the conference to make sure everybody gets their games in. And a huge thanks to East Carolina and to UConn for doing this. We start the conversation with... ECU head coach Scotty Montgomery on his quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew won the job, and when you had two quarterbacks going into this thing, trying to figure out who is going to be the leader of the team, Gardner ends up being the guy. He's had a few games under his belt. Despite the 0-3 loss, what has Coach Scotty Montgomery seen from Gardner Minshew? And this is what he had to say. He's played hard. You know, the first game he came out slow and, and you know, just a lot of things, uh, probably some anxiety, he didn't play as well as he, we, we knew that he was going to play. He just didn't. But since then, he settled down. We had to start him last week because of Thomas's, uh injury. He came out much more poised this week. Uh, I could tell that, you know, he had a much better grip uh, on his emotions, and he went out and he competed at a high level early in the game. Second part of the game, uh, some of the things that they did to us defensively, uh, bothered him. Uh, some of our protection issues bothered him, but just a battler, a competitor. And then as far as, you know, ad-libbing, uh, you know, when you look at the American Athletic Conference trying to find those opportunities on a Thursday or a Sunday and whatnot to get out there and play and to get the teams out there and the colleges out there, just what you can say about being willing to play at different points during the week and, and what it means for you to have that extra time, obviously, to be playing on Sunday. Yeah, the extra day is important for us uh, coming off of, uh, of what was a physical game, not quite as physical as it was last year, meaning the people that we lost last year, but still all in all, all football games are physical. We get another day of, of rest and, and preparation. Uh, man, we were so willing to, to do what we could do to help in any kind of situation to be able to get everybody their games in, especially when so many kids are, had to deal with family members, and, and, and whether it was in Houston, whether it was in Florida, uh, whether it was elsewhere, all all throughout the the, the places they got hit. Uh, so the least the least of, of the thing that we could do was to try to accommodate people that are going through tough times, and uh, that's what a conference is for, in my opinion. We're we're a conference of teams, and, and and the teams are made up of individuals, and those individuals have 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 lifestyles and families other places. So if there's any way we can we can help and and do what we can do, and and this is one of the things we can do to let these guys these kids be able to make up all their games. You only get a certain amount of games that you get a chance to play in when you're a college athlete. So I think it's critically important that, that what we did and, and everybody adjusted and really pleased with all the coaches for adjusting uh, through the second half. So that coming from Scotty Montgomery. Scotty Montgomery 
being able to and taking the time. And like you said, we'll do anything we can to make sure that everybody gets their, their games in. There's only so many games you get to play as a college athlete, and we want to make sure that we help out where we can in a lot of respect. Comes from me for that. Finally, 12 out of 12, the final coach of the American Athletic Conference is SMU head coach, and that is Chad Morris. I did let you know the game coming up with East Carolina. I want to let you know that with the SMU Mustangs, Southern Methodist Mustangs, who are also down in Texas, they played up against Stephen F. Austin in their first week, won 58-14. Then they played North Texas, won 54-32. They were at TCU, ranked 20th in the country, lost 56-36. to And they will take on, coming up next, Arkansas State and the Red Wolves. And that game will be at home in Texas on Saturday, September 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We start the conversation with Chad Morris about Ben Hicks, his quarterback, and what he's taken away from Hicks. Eight touchdowns, three interceptions to start off the season. What's he taken from Ben Hicks thus far? Well, I, I thought he was resilient uh, the other night. I, again, he had some throws that I, I wish we could have gotten back. Uh, in particular, some of the some of the targeted shots that we had to Cortland, at least get it close to him. Um, when you get it close to him, you know we felt like that we had a chance to to if not catch a ball, get some get some interference calls against him. But we never really gave ourselves a chance. We had, you know, they they did a great job taking Cortland out of the game. They were going to put two on him, um, which was going to force us to to find our other receivers. And I thought he did a good job of that. And he's still got to continue to improve, as we all do. Um, but but again, we've got we've got Rafe Peavy, we've got DJ Gillins, and uh, DJ was out last week and and um, had a had a toe injury, so we hope to get him back this week. But uh, again, just this, the competition is is going to make everybody in that room better. But uh, we we've got to continue to to get better at that position, um, and we've got to we've got we've got to be able to hit some hit some of those throws, especially in those key moments. Uh, in a game like that, you, field goals aren't going to do it. You got to have you got to have touchdowns, and we missed a few key throws, key opportunities right there. But but overall, I, you know, he's he's playing his butt off, and and um, he's putting us in position to 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 be successful. And then, as far as uh, you brought up, Cortland Sutton, he has five touchdowns in the first three games, but yeah, was shut out of this recent game against TCU. Just what you can say about you know his his ability and kind of moving forward if if teams are obviously going to key in on him just what you can say about his ability to kind of hit that adversity and, and bounce off of it for the better well i think you you know when you when you watch what tcu's plan and what coach patterson's done and just a you know just the, the veteran coach that he is i mean he wasn't going to let Cortland sutton beat him and he was going to put two on Cortland, and we know that that's going to come and when that happens you know, he felt like that he he was going to see if Ben Hicks and the rest of our receiving core and running backs could do that to could could beat him, and if that was the case, that's the way it was going to work. And uh, and and so our ability to go to our other receivers, the Trey Quinn, the James Prochets, a Myron Gelliard, I mean, those guys right there, you know, continue to step up. And and when that happens over the course of the season, uh, and people realize that hey, they got more than just Cortland Sutton. Then it's just it's going to balance this thing out, and uh, you know Cortland is is uh, uh, just a phenomenal player. Um, he's got a great great skill set, and and uh, man, if he can take two with him every day, then, then then that means somebody else is going to be open. This is a wake up call, fast break. 
Hi, this is Sal Lamedico, owner and operator of Sal's Pizza and Restaurant, 41 East Genesee Street in the village of Baldwinsville. We're family owned and operated since 2002. We take pride in customer service and quality of food where it's paramount we don't choose between both. We offer carry-out, delivery, and catering. Or you can bring your family and friends in and enjoy friendly staff and comfortable atmosphere. Trivia is offered once a week, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Call us at 315-638-8505 or visit us online at salspizzabville.com. We're here at Sal's Pizza Restaurant. We're more than pizza. This is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. I want to thank each and every single one of the coaches of the American Athletic Conference for being a part of the show today, courtesy of the American Athletic Coaches Teleconference. And, you know, you could talk to one coach, you could talk to six, you could talk to the whole gamut. And on this show, we go after as many as we possibly can each and every week to make sure that you have a full feel of what's going on around the country. So thank you to the coaches, the institutions, and the AAC for that. With that being said... Talking about the gamut and looking around the country, there's a new segment that we came up with here on the show, and that is called Papa Joe's Picks. Now, Papa Joe, if you've listened to the show before, you know who Papa Joe is. He's my Uncle Joe, living down in Florida, great human being, him, Mary, Stacia, Joey, the entire family, Aunt Jeannie, everybody. I send my love down to Florida always, and I just spent a couple days with him recently, and uh, Papa Joe and I, was uh, we always talk sports. And we always have very, very uh, enlightened conversations. I always learn from him. Hopefully, I could send something back the other way. And uh, and the conversations we have are are more than radio worthy. 
So I'm very, very excited about the opportunity to bring this segment to the show. And it's not just Papa Joe's picks. It's Papa Joe's picks. So we're very happy to have Papa Joe on the line. We're talking college football. We're going to do this every week. So Papa Joe, first and foremost, how are you doing down in Florida? Good morning, Daniel. I'm fine. Very good. Now, you and I have some games to discuss. And I'm going to start with Alabama against Vanderbilt. I know that Alabama is a powerhouse. I know that they could do very little wrong. But is there any cause for concern going up against a team like Vanderbilt, who's currently 3-0? and Vanderbilt uh, Stadium is extremely difficult to play in. It's loud. It's noisy. The fans are right on top of the field. My only comment here is that Nick Saban will not let these kids let up. And I don't care if uh, Vanderbilt is 20 and 0. Nick Saban will not let him let up. Uh, I look for Alabama to handle this team rather easily. And I'm, I'm going to go with you on this as well. I'm, I'm going to go, obviously, with, with Alabama. I, I Hopefully this game will be somewhat interesting, but Alabama at the end of the day is Alabama, and you have the expectation that they are hungry and angry of not getting their national championship this past season. Clemson, number two team in the country, going up against Boston College. They're at home. I'm not worried about Clemson. Is there any concern? I mean, we know Boston College is a defensive team. They're one of the, you know, from year to year, could be one of the best defensive teams, if not the top defensive team in the country when it comes to statistics. But they're on the road. They're at Clemson. They don't typically give you a ton of offense. So, in my opinion, I'm going with Clemson in this one. Do you have any concern for Clemson at home? No. Uh, I heard your your conversation with the BC coach. Uh, this man's going to be a successful coach at BCU, but it's not going to happen this year. This one's going to get ugly. Uh, I don't look for BC to maybe even get 150 yards total, de- uh, total offense. So we're both the same on uh, so far in this in Papa Joe's Picks. Here, exclusive segment on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. We are unveiling this for the first time ever. My Uncle Joe and myself, Dan Satora, and Papa Joe's Picks, giving our thoughts on the games in college football. Number three team, Oklahoma, is on the road at Baylor. Baylor is 0-3 and have definitely not shown out in any way, shape, or form this season. Oklahoma has gone on the road to Ohio State, and Baker Mayfield threw down the Oklahoma flag right inside of the O. In my opinion, Oklahoma is on a mission to state their case this year for the college football playoff. What do you see in them going on the road to Baylor? Could Baylor wake up, or is this another Oklahoma game where Oklahoma's going to take it and maybe bring that flag to center field again? Shouldn't be a problem for Oklahoma. You know, a couple of years ago, Oklahoma and Baylor was the game to watch from the Southwest Conference down there, uh, but they're, they don't have enough guns. Oklahoma, uh, this is this one won't be close either. And so we're both going the same on this one. This is a game that could be a little bit different, though, Papa Joe. When we get into this game, Mississippi State going up against Georgia. Mississippi State is 3-0. and They just defeated LSU inside of the SEC. They are on the road at number 11, Georgia, who is also 3-0. and What do you see out of this one? This game, to me, was a, it's a toss-up. Uh... But I look for Mississippi State to still keep rolling because of how they beat LSU last last week. Uh, Georgia, I'm sure, will have some some surprises. Excellent quarterback, a good runner, Nick Chubb. Uh, but Mississippi State, 
I don't know how you can not be favored after beating LSU by over four touchdowns. Uh, this is one of my upsets here. I think Mississippi State takes it at Georgia. And I have Mississippi State for this one, too. You know, you look at a team like Georgia who defeated Notre Dame 20-19 to as opposed to Mississippi State who, like you said, trounced LSU. And LSU, obviously, you look at where they are in competition as opposed to Notre Dame right now. And if you're going to beat a team like LSU the way that they did, I hold them to a little bit higher of a place right now in college football. Speaking on Mississippi State, I do think that they get the road victory as well. Next game I want to go into is number 20, Florida, who's near and dear to your heart. They're on the road at Kentucky. Florida is 1-1. One one. Kentucky is 3-0. and oh. Most people don't know Kentucky as a football team over the last God knows how many years, but this team has consistently gotten better. They've put Louisville on the ropes, and they've taken down Louisville recently. They're facing Florida at home in Kentucky. What are your thoughts about the game in Lexington, and could this be upset city? Oh, Daniel, Daniel. Oh, this one's going to tear me apart. I'm going to have to go on the air and state that Kentucky can pull the upset. Uh, I'm a Florida man, you know that. Went to the University of Florida, went to school with Steve Spurrier. Not going to matter in this game. Kentucky, as you stated, is becoming much better. Florida is still wobbling a little bit. But Florida has so many fast athletes that they could give Kentucky the problem. But Kentucky at home, uh, I think they're going to rattle the young Gators. Last week, the Gators had, I think, was three freshmen and one uh, sophomore carry the team. And this is a very, very young team. But they're very, very, very fast. But that being said, this breaks my heart to say this, but Kentucky, I look for Kentucky to make, make the win. Kentucky handed South Carolina their only loss of the early season so far. And Kentucky has found ways to to gut it out and find ways to win. They're not ranked in the top 25. They're not given the respect that they deserve. But I think that Kentucky could do the same thing. So you and I are we're, we're right there with each other so far in our picks. And Papa Joe's Picks, an exclusive segment to Wake Up Call with Dan Satora that you can look forward to in the second hour of every Thursday broadcast weekly with Papa Joe and myself, Dan you Tortora. Know, I, you know, I, I consider this game an upset. Uh, you know, Florida... Florida's going to go play favored, but I don't think they're favored by more than three or four points. So, you know, when you get down that low with points, to me it's a toss-up. So Kentucky being at home, Florida just a little iffy, Kentucky wins it. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kentucky, like I said, in this one as well. We were talking about this a couple days ago, Papa Joe and I taking a drive together, and I'm – I just got a feeling, I got a feeling that Kentucky's going to figure this one out. And they're at home, and like I said, they took down South Carolina, and they held, they gave South Carolina their only loss of the season so far. Florida has sputtered a little bit, and I have said it over and over and over again, Jim McElwain, I just, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be on the sideline after this year in Florida, and it could be a less miles time in 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 Gatorville, in Gainesville, to uh, to be coming up rather soon. Next game I want to get to is inside of the ACC with implications inside of Syracuse's division in the Atlantic division of the ACC, and that is a team that's only played one game, hard to believe. Florida State's only played one game this season. They're 0-1. And NC State, who's played three games, they're 2-1. NC State is on the road at Florida State. They almost took down Clemson last year if they had made a field goal, which wasn't that far away. They got Florida State in Tallahassee, but Florida State – 
Doesn't have Delvin Cook anymore. They don't have DeAndre Francois this season. And they've played one game so far this year. They lost 24-7 Alabama, and I was on site for that game. And they had their game canceled against Louisiana Monroe. What do you think about this noon Eastern time matchup on ABC this Saturday, September 23rd? Could NC State find a way against Florida State? This is the first game uh, FSU has played was maybe three or four weeks, three weeks. Uh, I'm sure they've been beating the heck out of each other uh, in practices, waiting to get at someone. Uh, new quarterback coming in, very young man, very tall man, about 6'5", 180. It's kind of like string beans, supposed to have a real strong arm. Uh, I don't think NC State can stand up to the pressure that Florida State's going to give them. Uh, speaking of speed, I always, I always uh, dictate to you about the speed that the SEC plays into the ACC. I think the rest of the country is finally catching up with these teams and they're just they're recruiting fast kids to play. Well, Florida State is fast, also fast. Uh, I don't see NC State having a, having a close game at all. Florida State wins this easy with a new quarterback at home. I'm going with Florida State in this one too. They play angry. I'm kind of looking at them, not in the same, not to the same height level of Tom Brady and the Patriots, but Florida State's going to be pissed. They're in Tallahassee. They have a good secondary, and they got some players that could come at you. The offense needs to get going, but NC State isn't a team that's going to outscore you like crazy. So you know, I think that Florida State, if they can push this game up to the late twenties, early thirties, they could get them up there. If they can get them into the the high 20s, low 30s, I think NC State's in trouble, and I'm going to pick Florida State at home. Got to ask about this game, Papa Joe, because the fans here in Syracuse want to know what you think. Syracuse is going to LSU. Now, there's two Death Valleys, which is very confusing. Clemson's called Death Valley. LSU's called Death Valley, but they're called the real Death Valley. Ed Ogeron just suffered a loss recently here to Mississippi State, 37-7. Team looked god-awful. Syracuse is 2-1. LSU is 2-1. Exact same record this time around. Eric Dungy's healthy to play up against LSU. And this is the first time that Dino Babers is going to take LSU or take on LSU as Syracuse's head coach with this new offense. The last time Syracuse faced him at home in the Dome was with Scott Schaefer. So a lot of the defensive players are the same. Some new offensive weapons and a definite new offensive scheme. What do you think about Syracuse on the road at LSU? Could they could they find a way to take their old assistant coach Ed Ogeron and kick him while he's down? Or is this one out of reach for the Orange? Well, I'm going to start saying my novenas now, Daniel. Ouch <laughs> for this game. Uh, look at Death Valley. Death Valley at both places you've mentioned are really loud. But the Death Valley in LSU is totally crazy. Extremely loud. Obnoxious, too. LSU fans are obnoxious. Hate it. I went to watch Florida play LSU oh, some 30 years ago, 35 years ago. And uh, LSU never let up on Florida, beat them something like 38-6. to six. So, that being said, Syracuse, uh, they got to come up with some type of effort. It's not going to happen here. Uh, LSU is, is too good, uh, too strong defensively. I'd like to see Syracuse do something. This, this won't be a contest. LSU is going to win this game easy. We, we look at one note that's here about Darius Geis, who some have argued – is the best, and actually, Dino Baber said, could be the best running back in the nation. LSU running back Darius Geis will not play against Syracuse 
on Saturday. Does that change anything? No, I just think it's uh, Louisiana State's defense is going to win the game. So LSU over Syracuse. I'm rolling with Papa Joe on this one too. Uh, Papa Joe, what is one game that we didn't pick that you want to get into? I mean, there's, there's. We're going to do one more. So it's your choice: Temple, South Florida, USC, California, or TCU, Oklahoma State. Which one you want to do? Uh, let's see, TCU, Oklahoma State. Um, I like the TCU, Oklahoma State game. Uh, Oklahoma State is ex- extremely powerful. And they've outscored their opponents 59 to nothing in the first quarter. They get off fast. Again, they play the game fast. Uh, I think Oklahoma State's got too much. Some people may think this is a flip-flop game. Maybe TCU's got the offense to stay with them. If that happens, it's going to be a shootout because there's no way TCU can stop Oklahoma State. I like Oklahoma State scoring an awful lot of points, and it's up to TCU to score more. It's not going to happen. I am going to, we, we went evens on all of these. I am going to, we were the exact same all the way through in Papa Joe's picks here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with Papa Joe and myself, Dan Tortora. I'm going with TCU in this one to pull off the upset. I know they got to do a lot to do it, and you talk about how many points that Oklahoma State scores, but TCU scored 63 in their opener, beat Arkansas on the road 28-7, to and then went in a shootout with SMU where SMU had a respectable game for the status of where they're at right now, scoring almost 40 points, and and the response from TCU was 56 on the board. So I'm going to go with TCU over Oklahoma State. We agreed on every other game, Papa Joe, and and I gotta I gotta finish off with this. UCLA, Mr. Rosen, fell to Memphis, uh, a team that I've covered for numerous seasons, uh, the past four years minimum, and Mike Norvell's team won that shootout. What do you think about Rosen? going down to Memphis after he pulled off what he pulled off early on in the season against Texas A&M. That was a great game to watch. It was fun to watch. Whoever had the ball last was going to win the game. Uh, Rosen really impressed me. He made some poor throws there late in the game. Memphis really, really, really looked strong. They're going to score a lot of points on anyone. I don't care who they play. And if uh, UCLA is going to play Stanford this week, I think uh, after Stanford getting beat last week, Coach Shaw is going to have these – these guys flying high, and I think Stanford's defense is going to take down Mr. Rosen at UCLA. Yeah, UCLA has got to watch out for this one. They're playing in Stanford, California. I think that both teams are going to come out of this one 2-2, two and two, meaning Stanford will win and UCLA will lose, which will be a great game to watch. As always, Papa Joe, it's always fun talking with you in general sitting at the kitchen table, but it's fun to finally do it on the air for Papa Joe's picks. Thanks for coming on the air today. I love it, Daniel. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That coming from Papa Joe in Papa Joe's Picks. Hope you guys had fun with that. It's a new segment exclusive to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And what we do here is original, unique, interesting, and fun. And uh, hopefully it's all those things. It is for me. I have a great time doing it. So thank you so much for tuning into that. And thank you to Papa Joe for being a part of the show today and giving us his thoughts and analysis. We agreed on every single game except for TCU and Oklahoma State to give you something different. And I also want to say that a game to watch is tonight, Thursday, September 21st, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. Definitely watch Temple at South Florida. You should come out to live game show night at Manja Italian Grill at 7 p.m. Tonight, Thursday, September 21st, come out at 7 p.m., play game show night at Manja Italian Grill on 2 Oswego Street in the village of Baldwinsville. 
Come out and hang out with us there. And while you're playing game show night, you can also be watching Temple at South Florida because that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be playing game show night. I'm going to be hosting game show night while you play. And I'm going to be watching Temple South Florida while I'm waiting for your questions to come in. So definitely come out to Manja, see the game, get some great food, order their Kalamod because it's absolutely amazing, and play game show night tonight and every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time right in Baldwinsville on 2 Oswego Street here in Central New York. Thank you once again to Papa Joe for his picks. That was absolutely wonderful. Week four, we're going to do it every week from here. And I love you, Papa Joe, like crazy. He's a great man, great family, and I, I am honored to have the conversations that we have had. And it's great to be able to share some of that with you by going through a few picks. And it's just it's just a fun segment for me to do to have my family on the air and, and somebody who is who's really well versed and knows knows what's going on and knows what he's talking about. With that being said, we're going to continue the conversation in football, but I'm switching gears to the NFL. We got to get to the NFL. I promised you that we are going to talk fantasy football, starting with an analysis of the Rams at the Niners. You know that every Friday is Fantasy Football Friday, and Fantasy Football Friday is where we get everything going when it comes to getting you ready for every single matchup in the Sunday and Monday games. But We can't miss out on that Thursday game. we got to make sure we take care of you for Thursday night, and that's why every Thursday morning you're here with me doing fantasy football advice when it comes to what's coming up in the Thursday night matchup. Thursday night used to be something that – or Thursday games used to happen on Thanksgiving. It was the Cowboys game and the Lions game, and then they added a third game, and then they said, hey, let's try and do Thursday during the season once or twice – and now it's a Thursday game almost every single game of the regular season. There's Or every single week of the regular season, there's a game on Thursday night. Call the local news. A crime is about to happen in fantasy football. That is what Johnny just said. We're playing each other this week. So apparently he's feeling very, very, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe some cur- courage, some courageousness at this point. We will be facing off against each other. And I'm gonna look at the I'm gonna look at the matchup right now. So who's next is Johnny's team. My team is is yet to be determined the name. I'm gonna give my team a name today. So I always wait to do it. I'm gonna make sure I, I make it happen today. If it stands, our matchup would be my Carolina quarterback, Cam Newton, up against Tom Brady, Delvin Cook against Devontae Freeman, Leonard Fournette against Jay Ajayi, and my team is first, his team is, is second when I'm doing these. So so I have Cam Newton, he has Tom Brady, I have Delvin Cook, he has Devontae Freeman, I have Leonard Fournette <coughs> up against Jay Ajayi, I have David uh, Devontae Adams, pardon me, against DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Crabtree against Calvin Benjamin, Hunter Henry against Kobe Fleener, Melvin Gordon against Michael Thomas at the flex, Mike Evans against Keenan Allen at the flex, Cardinals D against Seahawks D, and Matt Bryant, the Atlanta kicker, against Justin Tucker, the Baltimore kicker. Bring it the frick on, Johnny B. Let's do this, man. Let's get it started right now. Why can't we play today? We don't have Niners or Rams because we're smart. That's, that's, I'm not, you know what? I can't say that. I can't say that. Carlos Hyde hasn't been bad for the Niners, and the Rams have Cooper Cup, and Todd Gurley's been playing pretty well. But we are ready for this. I am very, very, very excited 
about what's coming up in this one. If we decide to do anything with our bench, I have Cowboys quarterback. He has the Lions quarterback, Homer. And I have Jason Witten. He has Greg Olson, who's on IR right now. Uh, Devontae Parker, Zay Jones, Alvin Kamara, Jacquez Rogers, Javoris Allen for me. Uh, he has Jonathan Stewart, Kenny Galladay, Deshaun Jackson, another kicker in Matt Prater and Tyler Eifert. And I have David Johnson on my injured reserve because in our bench you're allowed to roll you're allowed to roll one player into injured reserve, which is an extra spot if somebody falls on IR. So that is what I did. So this is the matchup going up against Johnny here in Central New York in the Wake Up Call Fantasy Football Challenge. Proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. And I'm very excited about what's to come for that. So let's get into this matchup. Let me let you know what's going on. I told you Fantasy Football Friday, we got you covered for Sunday games at 1 o'clock, Sunday games at 4 o'clock, Sunday night football and Monday night football. But Thursday night football deserves some love, and that's why we do it every Thursday morning. So let's get into what we're looking at for this game coming up tonight. Thursday, September 21st, which you can also watch during live game show nights by coming out to Manja Italian Grill and playing live game show night with us out at Manja on 2 Oswego Street in the village of Baldwinsville this Thursday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. So let's get in. And the Niners, as far as injuries with the Rams, you got really nothing to worry about. Uh, San Francisco 49ers on the injury report. George Kittle is questionable. Tight end with a hip injury. Questionable to play in the game. And uh, really, that's that's the only person that, uh, that you have to think of when it comes to fantasy football is George Kittle uh, when it comes to the injury report for San Francisco. You could get the entire injury report by going to wakeupcalldt.webs.com backslash NFL or backslash well it should be let me let me get it for you right now because you could go to the direct link as well it's brought to you by dr tim whiting of 315 chiropractic and you can get to it by going to wakeupcalldt.com to the fantasy football tab and clicking on nfl injury report or you could go to wakeupcalldt.webs.com backslash nfl dash injury dash report and you can pick it up there and that report is updated every single week for all 32 teams in the NFL so that you know what's going on. And it is proudly brought to you by 315 Chiropractic and Wellness, which is led by Dr. Tim Whiting, your chiropractor in Central New York, the only chiropractor to call in Central and Upstate New York. Big shout out to Dr. Tim Whiting and, and thank thanking him for being my chiropractor. I never thought I needed one. Then I went to Dr. Tim Whiting and said, wow, I've been kind of stupid in what I've been doing because you go to a chiropractor and they work on your back and, and they get you, you know, your back and your hips and whatnot, and they can help out things with your wrists, your legs, all that. So if you want to feel better, you know, somebody like me who sits and does the show and sometimes I lean forward and you're supposed to lean back, you know, after doing that for so many days, you go to a chiropractor, get an adjustment and all of a sudden you're feeling pretty sweet again. So big thanks to Dr. Tim Whiting. 315 Chiropractic and all that they do, including bringing you the NFL injury report every single week on wakeupcalldt.com under the Fantasy Football tab. As far as advice for this game, I'm going to go with the 
away team first, as I always do, for the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to start here. My fantasy advice for you in this game is to not play Sammy Watkins because he is la garbage. So he is, I mean, the Bills getting rid of Sammy Watkins was one of the smartest things they could have ever done. It was a waste of money. It just didn't work out. Phenomenal wide receiver at Clemson. Ran, you know, did did a ton of things to Syracuse when he played up against the Orange. But this man is just not getting going in the NFL. It's just not happening. Number one, he's got to stay healthy, which I hope he does. And number two, he's got to make it happen. Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins, two guys coming from the Bills to the Los Angeles Rams. Both of these guys were successful in college. Robert Woods at USC, Sammy Watkins at Clemson, but neither one of them is fantasy worthy right now. Cooper Cup is worth playing as a wide receiver for you. If you got a flex position, you got to play three to four wide give him an opportunity because Cooper Cup is a target that Jared Goff goes after repeatedly. So make sure that you put Cooper Cup out there. Got asked a question last night. You know, Danny, I got, I have, I have Cooper Cup, I have AJ Green, I have Julio Jones, and I also have. Uh, he had one more guy I want to make mention of here. He said uh, I have Julio Jones, AJ Green, Cooper Cup, and he also had Tyreek Hill. He has Tyreek Hill on his team, and he said, "Should I play Tyreek Hill or Cooper Cup?" And I said, "Well, you should play them both." You should play them both because Cooper Cup's got a better chance of getting in the end zone than A.J. Green does through these first couple weeks. Now, A.J. Green has those moments where he has three touchdowns and he plays a really good game, but he's consistently inconsistent and he gets injured and he doesn't have help. Cincinnati's a mess on offense, hasn't scored in eight quarters. So if you're asking me right now on what I would do, it is so very hard to say don't play A.J. Green because he could very well turn around and have three touchdowns, but... As far as output-wise right now, Cooper Cup has a better opportunity of getting you in the end zone or getting you something than you're going to get from leaning on A.J. Green right now. Through the first couple games of the season, you're looking at Cooper Cup with a touchdown in his first game that he ever played in the NFL. He is a rookie out of Eastern Washington. Third-round pick, 69th overall by the Los Angeles Rams. He had a touchdown and 76 yards in the first game. He had 33 yards in the second game, but he was targeted six times in both of the first two games. He is a target that Jared Goff likes to go to. And remember what I always tell you, every quarterback has their guy. And it's not Sammy Watkins, and it's not Robert Woods, and it's not Tavon Austin. So they're playing up against a terrible, atrocious San Francisco 49ers team, but the Niners found a way to beat them last year. So you're hoping that it's not going to look like last year. But Cooper Cup and Jared Goff are giving some help to Todd Gurley, which is making him look better. And Cooper Cup should be able to elevate his game more so than I trust A.J. Green to do. So I would go with Cooper Cup in this game as well as Todd Gurley. And Malcolm Brown, who's been able to get in the end zone as well, he is questionable in the game. I'd stay away from him. And, you know, you shouldn't have to reach that deep in your seat, in your fantasy football league hopefully not to go after him right now but Todd Gurley and Cooper Cup worth the play for San Fran Carlos Hyde's worth the play and nobody else that was easy that was pretty darn easy (laughs) so I mean it's just like I could literally cut and paste an audio clip from last year's show Dan who should I play for San Francisco Carlos Hyde clip Carlos Hyde clip Carlos Hyde clip Carlos Hyde clip I mean it's just that's all it is if he's healthy you play him as one of your running backs he's your running back two or three and then you move on with your life. So there's only three people I'm looking at in this game, and that is Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams receiving core, running back Todd Gurley of the Rams, 
and running back of the 49ers, which is the man, Carlos Hyde. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt and get you set when we roll back around here. Very excited to finish off the show with a deeper look at a trending topic proudly brought to you by Looking Glass Events in the signature segment you'll only find here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, and that is entitled Through the Looking Glass. More than honored to bring that to you today, and we will be back in just a moment with Through the Looking Glass. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. The name Leeson Staggerwald is synonymous with Central New York with over 80 years of service to the community. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown is your butcher, grocery, pub, and deli located on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Minutes from the Carrier Dome in your perfect pre-gaming headquarters with Rob Drummond and myself, Dan Tortora, two hours before home games. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown, where you can dine in, take out, pre-game up on the hill with their meats or pre-game inside their walls. Lee's and Staggerwald downtown, a unique experience for every single fan and every member of the community with over eight decades of service. They're open Monday from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., Tuesday through Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday noon to 9 p.m., and closed on Sunday on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. The Pennant Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Pennant Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Penn and Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Hi, this is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315 315- 
315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events, giving you a reason to celebrate. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Here on the Thursday, September 21st, live broadcast inside of the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. It is the home of the Dan Tortora special, Belgian waffle cut in half with a bacon egg and cheese omelet inside of it. It's my spin on the breakfast sandwich. And you better get yourself one breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday, Sunday up until 2.30 p.m., because that's when they close on Sunday. Find your way over to the Market Diner, 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, and get a bacon, egg, and cheese inside of a Belgian waffle and take that spin on the breakfast sandwich all the way throughout the day. You can have it whenever you want it, and you can order on Grubhub from Market Diner as well, including all you students from Lemoyne, Syracuse, and whatnot. Make sure you order yourself the Dan Tortora special. You can also get the Wake Up Call Sunday, exclusively at Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt, New York. It is what happy tastes like. And the happiness of my Sunday is chocolate, vanilla, or a twist, soft serve, topped off with cookie dough pieces and caramel swirl. You can also head over to Utica Pizza Company and get my chicken riggy pizza, Wake Up Call's number one pick, at 628 South Main Street in the North Syracuse Mains Plaza, right by Sweetheart Corners. Get yourself chicken riggy pizza by the slice or the pie and head over there and do that today. Thank you so much for everybody who has made their way over to do that. And, of course, you can get the Wake Up Call Pub Nachos exclusively downtown. So if you're working downtown, eating downtown, hanging out downtown today or any day, head over to 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York, right there downtown off of Salina, and get yourself the Wake Up Call Pub Nachos. Nachos that you love with the cheese and the chips, jalapenos, banana peppers, olives, lettuce, and whatnot, topped off with pastrami on one side and corned beef on the other. Salty and sweet. And that is your treat. Wake Up Call Pub Nachos, exclusively available at 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York, downtown at Lee's and Staggerwall. Make sure you go over there and hang out and get some. Final part of today's show is what we always do on Thursdays, and that is to round out the show with a deeper look at a trending topic. That is proudly brought to you by Looking Glass Events, who you just heard from, the owner, Kira Wasserback. Call up Kira to plan your event today. Whether your event's a year from now, two years from now, if it's a wedding that you're planning on doing at some point, you're trying to figure out when you're going to pop the question, but you want to make sure that you have some things lined up, or you have an anniversary coming up, or a birthday party, a bar mitzvah, a bat mitzvah, if you're just planning an event with your friends, if you want to do an outdoor NFL game day party, and you want to put a screen outside, and you want to watch the game outside in your backyard, call Kira, 315-702-4653. 315-702-4653. Call that number right now. Kira will answer, and she'll take care of you. Make sure that you call it up and let her know that you heard about it from Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Deeper look at a trending topic for today's show is the trending topic that is all over Twitter this morning, and that is hashtag peace day. Today is the International Day of Peace, September 21st, which is the first day of fall. International Day of Peace, and I'm on the United Nations website to read this to you. The theme for 2017's International Day of Peace is, quote, together 
for peace. Respect, safety, and dignity for all. Together for peace. Respect, safety, and dignity for all. The theme honors the spirit of Together. This is from the UN website. A global initiative that promotes respect, safety, and dignity for everyone forced to flee their homes and those leaving in search of a better life. Together unites the organizations of the United Nations system, the 193 member states of the United Nations, the private sector, civil society, academic institutions, and individual citizens in a global partnership in support of diversity, non-discrimination, and acceptance of refugees and migrants. It was initiated during the United Nations Summit for Refugees and Migrants on September 19, 2016. Quote, In times of insecurity, communities that look different become convenient scapegoats, said United Nations Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. Quote, We must resist cynical efforts to divide communities and portray neighbors as the other. Discrimination diminishes us all. It prevents people and societies from achieving their full potential. Together, let us stand up against bigotry and for human rights. Together, let us build bridges. Together, let us transform fear into hope. End quote. This year, the International Day of Peace focuses on engaging and mobilizing people throughout the world to show support for refugees and migrants. Its messages are shared with communities hosting refugees and migrants, as well as people concerned that refugees and migrants may bring physical and economic insecurity to their lives. The day highlights solidarity with refugees and migrants and showcases the shared benefits of migration to economies and nations, while also acknowledging legitimate concerns of host communities. Ultimately, it is about bringing people together and reminding them of their common humanity. Young people have a vital role to play. For example, they can volunteer to welcome and help refugees and migrants in their communities. They can also extend the hand of friendship to young refugees and migrants who they might meet in their classrooms and neighborhoods. Once again, on the International Day of Peace, which I'm honored to be on the show for, the theme for 2017 is Together for Peace. Respect, safety, and dignity for all. Honoring Migrants, honoring refugees, and saying to people that are nervous, that are worried, and that are concerned, we hear your concerns about immigrants, we hear your concerns about refugees, and we are here to help. The United Nations does not want to turn their back on immigrants, nor do they want to turn their back on refugees. They also understand why some countries want to turn their back, and they want to open up the dialogue as to why immigration and bringing in refugees is a good thing to do for these people that are fleeing the lack of freedom, the lack of safety, the lack of security, the lack of well-being. To bring up the discussion and say, these people need our help, but to also understand why countries like the United States, like France, like England, would be concerned. The United Nations in and of itself is a great, great avenue of peace if all 193 member states can come together. You all sit at the table, 193 countries. You all sit at the table. Remember when you're sitting at that table that it is not simply a table for you to sit at and spew hatred 
ever, nor is it a table for you to just think about yourself. But when you sit at the table of the United Nations and you represent one of the 193 member states, including the United States of America, please understand, Security Council and everyone, that your decisions affect all of our lives. Congress, your decisions affect all of our lives. President of the United States, your decision and decisions affect all of our lives. A deeper look at a trending topic is that we should all be peaceful, kind. Do I have concerns about refugees coming in because of the people that pretended to be refugees and went into France and England and attacked them numerous times? Yes, I do. Do I also know that people fleeing countries, if I was one of those people, I wouldn't want to I'm the same as everybody else and I'm just a terrorist and hiding. How many times have you in your life had somebody judge you based on somebody else, something else they experienced? They met someone else from New York and this person was like this. They met somebody else who looked like you and they were like this. They dated in a like this. None of us wants to be judged by somebody who came before us or after us or is right there with us. We want to be looked at, respected, and given the opportunity on our own merit to show who we are. These refugees and these immigrants are asking the same thing. It is not their fault that there are terrorists that hide among them. We have to do a better job at weeding out the terrorists. We have to do a better job at making sure that we secure our borders everywhere in the world does that, and that we have better checks and balances of figuring out who comes into the country. We're not perfect. We're not going to catch everything, but we can do better. And doing better does not mean turning our backs on people who are just like us, this country did not have Italians. We came here. Did not have Spanish people. We came here. Did not have Irish people. We came here. Did not have African Americans. We came here. Or African people. We came here. Chinese people came here. We came here. So if immigration is not something that the United States is for, we all need to go home. And for those of you that are a mixed blood of 14 different countries, I guess you got to pick your favorite one. I love my heritage of Spain and Italy. I love the United States of America. It's my home. We cannot turn our backs on people that are fleeing tyranny. We can't. We can't. We have to do a better job of protecting our borders and being smart. And at the same time, we cannot turn our backs on people that need our help. So on the International Day of Peace, may this be your first step toward being a peaceful person every day. Whether it's somebody in your family that makes you angry, somebody at work, somebody at the toll booth, somebody at the drive-thru, somebody at the restaurant, somebody of a different color, a different background, a different ethnicity, a different language, a different Household, when it comes to income, we have to band together and we have to do right. We have to. So let your senators, let your congresspeople know we need good health care. We need peace. We need to focus on doing right by each other. They want us to focus on North Korea because then that takes the focus off of passing a health care bill that is atrocious for all of us. The one we have right now sucks. The one that they're making, allegedly right now, sucks too. So we have to do better. And I'm not here to get political on anybody. I'm here to get real 
about life. I have to pay health care. I am a business owner. I am the president and CEO of Dancetora Broadcast Media. Obamacare sucks for me, okay? It was, it's good for you if you're... Obamacare is really good if you're rich or if you sit home and do nothing. It is atrocious for everybody else that's working their tail off in between. My health care from last year to this year went up $263 a month. $263 a month. So when everybody's focusing on North Korea and everybody's focusing on, oh my God, are we going to have war? That's what politicians do. Focus on fear. Focus on fear. Focus on fear. Focus on fear. Pass this bill that nobody can see that's going to screw everybody over. Pass this bill. Do it right now. Come on. Nobody can see it. Pay attention. Pay attention. Focus on you and your family and the families that live around you. Healthcare is of great importance. And we got to vote in November. And no, we're not voting for the President of the United States, but we're voting for people that are going to sit in Congress and make decisions for us. And I'm not saying that politicians normally make decisions for us. But we are the ones that can change that. And if you don't like the politicians, run your damn self. Do it. Who cares what people think of you? If I cared about what people thought of me, I would have gotten off the air 14 years ago. If I cared what people thought of me so down deep that I could not get out of my bed, I would have prayed for God to take me because it's a lack of a life. So a deeper look at a trending topic is today is the International Day of Peace. So we should not go to war with North Korea. We should not go to war with any of these places. Let us be safe. Let us be peaceful. Let us be diplomatic. And do not take your focus or let anyone take your focus off what's really happening right now, which is health care for you and your kids and your spouses and your families and your parents. I want nothing more than for all of you to be healthy, for me to be healthy, and for us to live a great life together. And if it wasn't for immigration, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for immigration laws and opportunities, my cousins wouldn't be here. I have family whose lives were saved in Peru and Guatemala because they came to America. I will never forget that. I will never forget the land of opportunity. And it shouldn't be, well, it's a land of opportunity for everybody that got here before 2017. Sorry, guys. Gates closed. God doesn't shut his doors on anybody. So I'm not going to shut mine. I just think we need to put security cameras by the doors and we need to have some facial scanners. Let's make it happen. Deeper look at a trending topic, International Day of Peace. The United Nations is asking us to be good to one another. I'm asking the United Nations to live by their word. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you tonight at Live Game Show. And by, shout out to everybody that came out to Trivia last night. Shout out to everybody that came out. I'm going to give you some love, some daps, because Trivia is awesome. It sells every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And you guys were amazing. And I had a lot of fun with each and every single one of you. And I'm throwing up some pictures on Facebook, and I'm going to tag sales so you can see those pictures. But I mean, there's people that wanted my t They're like, hey, Dan, we didn't get T-shirts last time we were here. We want T-shirts. And not only did they come and get the, t- the wake-up call T-shirts, but they put them on right in the parking lot, wanted to take pictures with them. 
You're amazing. You all are. And I thank you so much for your love and support. I'm very hungry now that I'm talking about all these restaurants. I will see you tonight and every Thursday night at 7 p.m. at Manja Italian Grill, 2 Oswego Street, Village of Baldwinsville. We're playing game show night. Pictionary meets Family Feud style type of playing. So survey questions meets drawn pictures. Inevitably, it's very, very funny and very exciting. We've had some great teams out there. I can't wait to have your team out here tonight at Manja Italian Grill, 7 p.m. this Thursday and every Thursday. We'll see you tonight, September 21st at 7 p.m. In the meantime, like the page on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT. Follow me on Twitter at Call DT and on Instagram at Dan Tortora Media. God bless you. Have a great day. Be well. Big shout out in the morning menu to all of my guests. I want to give a special thanks to each and every single one of the coaches from the American Athletic Conference. I want to thank Willie Fritz of Tulane, Scott Frost of UCF, Mike Norvell of Memphis, Kenny Amatololo of Navy, Luke Fickle of Cincinnati, Jeff Collins of Temple, Charlie Strong of South Florida, Philip Montgomery of Tulsa, Randy Etzel of UConn, Chad Morris of SMU, Scotty Montgomery of East Carolina, and finally, last but not least, Major Applewhite of Houston. I also want to give a very, very, very special thank you to Kira Wasserback of Through the Looking Glass segment, proudly brought to you by her company, Looking Glass Events. Call them for your event today, 315-702-4653, 315-702-4653. I implore you to make the phone call. Let her know that Dan Tortora sent you. They will take great care of you. Kira is a wonderful, wonderful woman and a great business owner, and I am so honored that we work together. I really do love the opportunity. I just love what this can become. And, you know, she wants to grow and she wants to to have your event. So let her do it. She does a phenomenal job. I've worked with her on an event before and it's been wonderful. And and inevitably, we're going to be doing some things in the future that are going to be awesome for the community. So don't miss out on her helping you. 315-702-4653 and her entire team. Thank you to Kira Wasserback. And a special, special thank you to Papa Joe, Papa Joe's picks every Thursday, baby. Papa Joe, he's here on the show with me. Thank you to Papa Joe for coming on to the broadcast. Papa Joe's picks every Thursday, and you heard him here, and you'll only hear him right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Tomorrow morning, we're going to do what we do on Friday's show, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Annoying Moment of the Week, proudly brought to you by Carvel DeWitt. At 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Sound Bites of the Week, featuring Syracuse head coach Dino Babers' responses to all of my questions from this week. Dino Babers will join the show. At 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, you'll hear the Sound Bites of Syracuse from Dino Babers in my direct questions to him from the Coaches Teleconference this week, courtesy of the ACC. And at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll go to Fantasy Football Friday. And Mike Sofka in Central Florida and myself, Dan Satora, here in Central New York will tackle every single Sunday and Monday matchup of Week 3 of the NFL. Have a great day. Be good to one another. I'll see you tonight at Live Game Show Night. And make sure you circle the calendar Monday, September 25th to come out to the Wildcat for an evening of the West Genesee football team. On Tuesday, September 26th to come out to 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego to Green's Al House and Grill in Oswego for our inaugural coaches show with Dan Kane of the Oswego State Lakers 
men's soccer team, so circle that one. And also circle Saturday, September 30th, for a very special show we'll be doing at Sammy Malone's. All of that coming up next week. And this week, we still got live game show night and plenty to come here from Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I'll talk with you 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT tomorrow morning. God bless and be well.